Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Disability Channel Today Detroit. Folks, I am so excited because we have the amazing, unstoppable Tracy Smith here, and she is just telling us great things about, you know, not only everything that she's done in different sports, but also talking about the great adversities and the wonderful accomplishments that she has uh, uh, gotten in the sport of sailing. So amazing, amazing stuff. And Tracy, I mean, again, you talk about, um, you know, the adversities that you faced. And of course, um, you know, with the recent events, with the unfortunate events that have happened down there in Florida, because you, you relocated to train, but then the adversities you went through in order to be able to do so down there. I mean, just an amazing, amazing story. Uh, that you have, but I also wanted to touch on an important aspect um, of your life as well. And that's the fact that you are, you know, incredibly gifted academically as well, because you've, you know, studied and you've finished your degree and you've gotten an MBA, which is amazing. And, you know, uh, you know, I really admire that about you as well, because, uh, you know, academics is also, I think just like athletics, it takes a lot of determination and it takes a lot of focus. And so can you talk about maybe some of the challenges that you faced, you know, going to university, uh, but how you overcame those as well? Well, you know, getting into university or even right from day one, imagining myself as somebody that would get an MBA that wasn't on my radar because that wasn't the lens that people looked at me with. You know, if I was in a serious car accident, even today, as a four-way amputee, if I was unconscious, people might not even revive me uh, as a hospital, as a doctor, mm -hmm. thinking what kind of quality of life does she have unless they recognize me as unstoppable Tracy. Mm -hmm. And in, in kindergarten, my first day of school, they said, no, I'm sorry, Tracy can't go to this school. And and it was... Uh, you know, my heart just went, oh, if the, you can't see it on the camera, but the hair on my arm just stood up remembering that from the principal. Mm. And, you know, when my mom, she could have been mama bear. And some of you that are being told no, whether you have a disability or not, when people are naysayers in our life, that, that we kind of might get our back up, but mom didn't. She kept with her kindest eyes. She just looked at the principal and said, how come? And yeah. he explained, right? In the 70s, there weren't support workers. And how does this girl with no hands and no legs and 35-year-olds be managed by one teacher because she's all alone in the 70s? Mm. And so it made sense. And my mom counter-offered and said, can we just try? And my mom was such a tough nut. You know, she was born in Liverpool where there was a lot of poverty and, and a mm. lot of strikes after the depression of the war and so it was very much a suck it up buttercup kind of mother and yeah. and so i was the only kid in the school that could tie her shoelaces wow and when the principal <laughs> ran outside to try to find me i was inside tying 30 shoelaces because my mom told me nobody left behind mm -hmm. and, and so how come the only girl with no hands was the only girl required to be able to tie her shoelaces. Right. <laughs> and so I, you know, right, even, even up until the thirties and 40, I still didn't see myself as someone with a master's in business. Mm -hmm. it, it took me many years in the work, uh, you know, I worked at Air Canada. I worked at Shoppers Drug Mart. I worked at Uber and that I'm going to go to night school and get my MBA. 
because people are underestimating and they, they only see no hands, no legs. Mm. And I need them to know I'm going to be the shoelace leader, but at a business level. Right. And then John Maxwell voted me number one transformational leader out of 160 countries. And even then I still had to talk myself into believing that I deserved to go to school for an MBA. Like my biggest naysayer is not the world. It's, it's here. Mm. And so once I wake up, I'm okay. And so I don't want to be unstoppable Tracy. I want to be unstoppable Tracy that says all your listeners are unstoppable too. It's us. We are our worst naysayers, not others. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. Um, you know, there's a saying that I was uh, told in high school it was actually given, it was a bumper sticker that was given to me my final year of high school yeah. and, uh, and it was unquoted though. So I'm not sure I'm telling you folks, uh, I'm just using this quote. I'm not sure who said it because no one, no one knows, but it said attitude is the real disability. And I agree with that. And I think you are a prime example of that as well. And, and you're exactly right. You know, attitude and how, and our mental attitude and how we view ourselves and how we get up in the morning and approach a day uh, and approach our goals is so important. Amazing. Amazing. Do we have kindred spirits, my wrestling athletic friend? <laughs> That's right. You know, you've got all the dirt there, Trace. So uh, I got to tell you, yes, I did wrestle for a number, a number of years. And it was a tremendous experience uh, being an athlete. It was great. I mean, I was by no means, uh, I'll tell all my teammates, I was by no means uh, a star or anything like that. But I was so grateful to be a part of the team uh, and to just learn those uh, those mental uh, and physical disciplines on and off the mat and sort of what those lessons do for you later in life in terms of sport. You know, when you face adversities, you know, how uh, you see commonalities there and how to get through them. A- absolutely. And it was a tremendous experience, uh, you know, and, and I love the sport of wrestling. I always will. And, uh, you know, of course, now I joke with everyone, uh, even though, uh, you know, I don't wrestle much anymore. Now I just wrestle with my conscience. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was, uh, it was tre- tremendous experience. So thank you uh, for bringing that up. Absolutely. And, you know, I wanted to talk about, um, you know, an interesting uh, book that you have too, um, because I think it's really, really awesome. It's called The Unstoppable You. And it basically, you know, is a great book uh, for those that are looking for some of these great answers, right? Like, um, you know, for people that really need uh, that extra push and that extra step. So can you talk about your great book, the unstoppable you. That's very thoughtful of you. Uh, I was fundraising for my sailing campaign and skiing campaign and scuba diving. Everything is a little bit more expensive as a four-way amputee. And at the end of all these talks, they're like, oh, how'd you do it? And I'm like, I didn't know how, but you got to show up and end up doing skiing with backwards boots. And you wouldn't have figured that out on a couch at home, right? And they're all like, where's your book? And I'm like, oh, you know, as a girl with no hands, writing's not my thing. And I would hear myself say it out loud. And I like, wait a minute, that sounds like an excuse. And so that's no good, right? No excuses, no limits. And, and so, and that's a bit of a secret. What happened to Tracy? And, you know, I was born without my limbs. So I was born limb itless. 
born limitless. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love our that. listeners yeah. are laughing at our insider disability humor. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, born limitless. So yep. like no excuses, no limits is the bonus. And they're all like, where's your book? Where's your book? And then I kept making these excuses. So then I couldn't have an excuse anymore of no hands, no writing. Mm-hmm. So I, I wrote a book and I just put on Facebook to my 500 friends. I'm like, I'm, I've been challenged to write a book. And then my 500 friends turned into 5,000 friends and 5,000 orders oh. and well over 10,000 orders within nine months. And I hadn't even written or finished writing the book. And I had 10,000 orders for a book that I didn't have, right? (laughs) So it really motivated me to get on it (laughs) and make a book. But, you know, right at the 11th hour, I promised everybody November 1st, I was doing a big event in February. I got hired to go to Russia to speak to people in Russia. And I'm like, okay, I'll have my book for Russia. And, yeah. and so I had to have it produced by then. And they're they're going to print. And I'm on stage in a hotel. And they're calling me and saying, you need to approve the print. You need to approve the print. We can't yeah. go to press until you hit approve. Yeah. And then I got this idea. This book was all about me. Me, me, me. And with Magnus, I was like, me, me, me. And I forgot my mom's kindergarten lesson was to ask the principal, how come? Mm. And when he was worried about being stuck with me, she didn't say she can tie her shoelaces. She said, can we just try? If it doesn't work out, no problem, right? She really listened. And so he wasn't stuck with me, so he let me try. And, And so I changed my book in a closet in a hotel on the same day, I was supposed to go to the printing press. And I said, I, I need to add questions about our listeners, right? About my readers. And so I, yeah. I do have my stories, the kindergarten story, the sailing story. But at the end of every chapter, I ask people reading the book to say, and what about you? What was your mm. roadblock? What mm. worked? What didn't? Okay, now you know this. What are you going to do different going and propelling forward to be unstoppable? So I changed it to a workbook as a result. And I literally had like one hour. They're like, we're going to press. (laughs) You got to give us questions. And so in one hour, I had to send 10 chapters of 10 questions to uh, get everybody being unstoppable themselves. Not unstoppable, Tracy. Unstoppable you. Amazing, amazing. Well, folks, we have to take a quick break, but we will be right back with Tracy. Tracy. 